Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. So the title of this podcast is If You're at the End of Your Rope. Now, this is a, a real tricky uh, topic because just due to the world we're in, the environment we're in, political everything, you know, a lot of stress, a lot of depression, a lot of these things going on. I want to kind of precursor uh, this with uh, a few things to kind of give you a setting about where I'm going with this particular topic. And the topic is when you're at the end of your rope. First of all, I do want to tell you, I have been a cancer patient. I'm a cancer patient, okay? Also, I worked for three years at a residential treatment center where I was responsible for six staff, 20 patients. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I was not, I had no medical, I don't have a medical designation. All right. I worked with doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, drug rehabilitation people. Okay. They were specialists who did have certifications. But myself and my crew were in charge of implementing and helping the patients with what the doctors had ordered for the patients. And these were patients that were really strapped. Homicidal, suicidal, and on many different kinds of medications to help stabilize their mood. I have had situations where I've talked and worked out with the patient that they don't hurt themselves or someone else. In one case, a kiddo had a piece of glass at his throat. And I won't even get into that because that's not necessary, but here's the thing. Depression, mental health issues, got some experience there, as well as for many years I represented a pharmaceutical company for mental health medications. So I'm going to be the first one to tell you that not all mental health uh, has a demon involved, all right? Not all of it. There are times where people have physical complications, chemical complications, that they really need a doctor, a MD, a, or a physician, yeah, to help them with. But what I do want to say is that... There's some observations I've made 
over the years in working with people. And I want to share a few of them with you. Now, this is prompted because there was a megachurch pastor. He was an associate pastor of a megachurch in uh, California. The, the, the megachurch was Harvest Christian Fellowship. The pastor's name was Jared Wilson, who took his life. He was 30. He had struggled with mental health complications for years. And personally, I had a pastor of mine from the past take his life after he did the funeral of a colleague of his in another area of the state who had taken his life. So I guess what I'm saying here is this. Christians are not immune, first of all, from depression and from suicide. And what ends up happening, and this is my own opinion, all right, is, I, and I've, I've observed that over the time, life squeezes, the world squeezes, and Satan squeezes. Because, by the way, Satan wants you out of commission. If you belong to him, he don't mind if you're with Jesus. He don't want you here, messing up his plans. He wants you gone. And so, pretty much, he's focused on that. So, yeah, he wants as many Christians to take themselves out as humanly possible. You know, as, as, he can, as he can just make happen. And he'll make that happen any way he possibly can. Mess you up any way he possibly can. Now, this is on the spiritual side of things, right? Now, over time, because the world squeezes and because because everything around everyone, not just Christians, but Christians, non-Christians, clergy, non-clergy, and, and it limits your view. It limits your view. And it limits your view of your options. And what happens is when you, when you get in that dark place, you start thinking more about the problems and yourself and less and less about God in some ways and what God wants. The... situation is with in light of the Bible okay God needs us here unless he calls us you know everybody's got to go sometime but let's don't rush it let's don't hasten that it's interesting that one way, a way that has been suggested to help depression is to help 
other people. To go to a food shelter and hand out, you know, hand out uh, food to the homeless. To give to the poor. To go and see people who are suffering. Not so you can make your suffering feel worse. But it this kind of, in a way, opens a perspective. You know, there's always the... Uh, I think I've used this analogy before. The saying that... You know, I cursed God for having no shoes until I found the man who had no feet. There's that, okay? But let me also, if I could, direct you to some scripture, all right? In the book of Acts, and I love the book of Acts, one of my favorites, uh, in chapter 27, starting with verse 13, basically Paul is on a ship... He's a prisoner. It's a prison ship, a Roman prison ship. Not fun. But uh, Paul said, guys, please don't go sailing. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen. And they do it anyway. Why? Because the Roman Empire doesn't care what Paul had to say. And sure enough, a very uh, unique uh, wind that was called the Northeastern hit that, came down from the land and just hit the ship and pushed it. <laughs> I mean, just drove it in the sea. Um, several things started happening. But step by step, you see where people are losing hope. Uh, in verse... 18, Acts 27, 18, it says, Since we were violently storm-tossed, they began the next day to jettison the cargo. All right, when you jettison cargo from a ship, that ain't good. Because that means you're really, really expecting something bad to happen. In normal, that you're lightening the ships, what you're doing, and hope, hopefully getting some maneuverability out of that. Or at least, you know, making it where you're not really heavy, so if you hit something, it doesn't explode your ship. But then it says, verse 19, And on the third day, huh, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. Now, I find it fascinating that, that it designates with their own hands. In other words, the tackle didn't fall overboard on accident. They picked that stuff up and threw it overboard. By the way, you can't run a ship without the tackle. Yeah. So the tackle uh, operates rigging and a whole bunch of other things uh, in one of those ancient uh, sailing ships that you had to have. So at that juncture, they're like, okay, we can't do anything now. Don't need the tackle. Off it goes. Then, in verse 20, it says, When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. 
rock bottom. That's where they're at. I mean, it doesn't suck any worse than that because at that point you're like, okay, we're waiting here to die. We're going to bloom and die. They're on the ship and they we're not going to get saved. Now here's the thing that, that I think is fantastic with Paul. What does Paul ask him to do? Paul says, let's eat. <laughs> anyway, so verse 21. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Ben, you should have listened to me. <laughs> I love this. I told you so. I love that. And not have set sail for Crete and incurred this injury and loss. Okay, Because, by the way, when, when they're in this, and they're getting... One reason they might have thrown the tackle overboard is getting beat to death with it because the, the wind and the rain and every, all the pounding and the, the up and down of the ships probably just beating the tar out of them. But anyway, in this situation, he said, you know, injury and loss. Verse 22, Yet now I urge you to take heart. Woo, what do you talk about, Paul? For there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. For this very night there stood before me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. So, let's go back to the thought of those narrowing of options. Do you see how their, their options in this passage are narrowing? Okay. So, they're throwing the cargo overboard. That option's gone. They threw the tackle overboard. That option's gone. And then they just flip and lost hope. Then they said, okay, well, we're just done. You know, I don't understand. You know, why don't I just jump into the sea, make it quick? You know, I got a little sword here. Why don't I just run myself through and then boom? You know, and then I don't have to drown because I really hate drowning. But Paul said, "Whoa, whoa! The living God has told me something, and this is what I want you guys to focus on." And I have faith that it's going to work just like he told me. God has done that for us in the Word, in His Word. When we get into a situation where we start looking at the problems, the storms, the lack of things, when we start looking at that, and then we look at ourselves, and we internalize everything. Oh man, I'm freaking miserable. Then we start. We take our eyes off the word. Because why? Why do we look at the word? Because that's the instructions God has given us, and everyone is susceptible to that. Even ministers are susceptible to that. Just because you're a minister doesn't make you perfect. 
doesn't 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 give you some kind of wild superpower. The only superpower a minister is supposed to have is the spirit of God, and that is a superpower. <laughs> but the thing is, take our minds off the word and onto ourselves, and that's when misery sets in. That's when Satan just absolutely does the number on your head and can make one option look great. But but to be honest, there might be another reason you're here, and it may not be for you. It may be for someone else. It may be for someone else. So with with that idea, right? Go there first. And believe me, I've had in my cancer treatment when I was getting radiation therapy and no one could be around me, that was very lonely and my options were very limited. But God showed me in that loneliness that he never left me. He never left me. Now, that's me, right? Say, oh, well, you know, that, that's, your, that's your thing. I'm telling you, it's not just me. It's not just me. The living God is the living God of Everything. In Jeremiah, he said, I am the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? I love that verse. I love that verse. He says, I am the God of all flesh. That means if you're flesh, he's your God, whether you recognize it or not. But he doesn't stop there. He says, is anything too difficult for me? And that's a rhetorical question, and the answer is no. So, if you are at the end of your rope, I'm begging you, ask God for more rope. Do that first, and watch and see if that rope doesn't come. Maybe from a place you don't expect. Maybe from a place you don't expect. There was a, 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 a story about a person that was on their roof during a flood. And they prayed to God, God, help me, help me, help me. And a boat came by and they said, and they said hey, you, you need, a, need a boat. And they said, no, no, God's going to take care of it. And then the water comes up to their knees and, and they say, oh, God, please help me. I'm going to drown. And then a helicopter comes by and says, hey, you need some help? No, 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 God God said he's going to help me. So then the helicopter takes off, and then all of a sudden, you know, oh, you know, they drown. Then when they get to heaven, they ask God, I thought you were going to help me. And God said, well, I sent a boat and a helicopter. So look, try to open. The Word of God opens our options and our minds. That's what happens with that. And with that, I want to always encourage you to keep Thank on you for listening on. to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, 
then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His word.